going on everybody it's your boy real back with another review man what's going on beautiful people on this beautiful football sunday oh oh i'm in high spirits i am would you like to know why because the bears won was it an impressive fashion it was not and one of you commenters one of my subs had some spicy shit to say in the comments about oh my sunday should be free because i'm a bears fan ha mother ha in your face but salute to you i don't see that happening often but you know it is what it is. i'll take the wins where i can get them but yes um salute to discord gang was popping y'all uh those listening on apple and spotify podcast and of course you the youtube viewer yourself how y'all feeling I'm actually excited. This episode, we're doing uh, Raising Canaan Season 2, Episode F-I-L-F-F. And this was a good one. This was a really good episode. And nothing really, like, there was no action, packness. There was no, it was just a really good episode. You learned a lot. And you, I felt like we learned a lot from this episode. And I felt like the characters are like developing like they're constantly they're growing like and their personal issues their own storylines is really starting to catch some weight it's really starting to take off and i think this episode is what does it because it's all been about these past few episodes have been about uh rock and her drug empire rock neek the whole situation just you know her taking over towers regular gangster shit right so it's been good you know, rest in peace, scrap. I'm always screaming that. I feel like they got rid of a good ass actor too soon. But I'm not living in the past. So this one though, it's starting to span out from just rocking her bullshit, essentially. You know, her failed relationship. And the last episode was like I, her demise. But somehow she flipped it to her favor this episode. Like, I, I, I can't, I mean, she did, she flipped it, salute, salute, all right, let's get into it, one thing I want to touch on is, A, Lulu, right, first off, this nigga had the flyest sweater I've ever, I, I want that sweater so bad, iceberg, uh, iceberg sweater, the Oriental Express joint, he killed it. Who wins it? He wins it for best dress this episode. I'm sorry. That was with the brown. Lou, you killing them. Whoever's the 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 clothing department person that killed it. I don't know if he picked it out. I don't know who we should thank. But that's hard body. I like that. I like that. I like that 90s fashion. You can't that's good stuff. But anyway, Lou and his record label. Now Lou is gone from money man to creator. And I thought that was really weird. Like, I, we saw him tinkering with the the instruments, but it was this episode that shows he has an actual passion for it. Like, he seems to love music so much so that he wants to create it, and he wants to be regarded as a person that creates music and breaks talent. Like, that's he's all in on this. At first, it started off just a money thing. Yeah, I could bail you out. I kind of like music. I fuck with it. Boom, boom, boom. But now he's expressing his passion. When that meeting happened, him, little Chico, a.k.a. Crown, had that little sit down, that powwow over that song, the 
the the Latina Aaliyah, Selena, Selena, uh, the fake Selena. That's what we're gonna call her. I forgot her name. She's the fake Selena. So they having that discussion, and Crown just dismisses him as the uh, when he when he dismisses him as the money man. It's like I guess he's the dude's a DJ, the one they held the conversation with. <clears throat> He just looked and was like, "Oh, I get it now. He's the money man. Fuck, because uh, you know." And that's a and that's interesting because in that time, DJs were what you needed. Radio jocks, all that you needed radio. That's the only way your music got heard outside of the hood. That's when you popped when your song came on the radio. So this is a big move. And you know he's the radio guy sitting there like, "Oh, another money dude." Like, okay, you can't talk to us about music. And you saw the disrespect that was in Lulu's face. Like, oh, okay. Lou don't like that. And he was like, man. And then Crown takes him outside, go have that conversation. Now he's fuming. And he had been putting his hands on Crown for quite some time. But that's because he wants respect. Lou seems to be, you know, he's using his fear tactics, his regular street shit. But he doesn't want Crown to be afraid of him. I, I'm honestly getting he wants the respect in the field of music, especially to prove his sister wrong. I think like outside of just him want to be successful, Lou want to be successful in the music field. I think he really wants to shut rock the fuck up. Like he just want to shut her down. Like, look, told you I could do it. Told you. And he's got that fire. But this crown dude is just undermining him at every turn you got crown putting in just filthy work he went in dropped that song off to juke let her know selena then that she they giving away your music um the same music they're trying to market and then jukebox and lou has that conversation where he's trying to say look you know they keep having this debate about a pretty face to this song you know, they not, you know, he's keep trying to tell like you you are beautiful. Like you can do it, but to sell these particular songs, you have to have a a particular look to go with this song. And that's you know, how do you get that across good where the other person is very receptive to it? So Lou's going through it. Because he's looking like a bully, but I feel like he doesn't want to be. And the fact that Chico felt like he needed to be strapped, pull that gun out. He said a line that should reverberate to all these young dudes that's rapping and shit. He told Crown, just because you make gangster music does not make you a gangster. I said, preach. That's a fact. And don't pull that gun unless you're going to use it. Thing two, he didn't, hey, these are two life lessons. He's dropping gems. You don't pull no gun for show. No. You use it in all finality. Like, it's got to end. You got to pull it out, use it, boom, boom. And he basically bitched him up and marched off. And Famous coming by the studio, uh, trying to get back in there while while uh, Lou was creating. Because now when I see him creating, I'm seeing him fall in love with it. That's where I'm getting this from. I'm not just guessing. The way he's tinkering with the sounds, each little thing, playing with it, playing with it. Now he's going hard. I predict. This is a hot take. I think Lou is going to make a smash song. With who? I don't know. But it's going to be on his back. 
He's going to produce it. I want to say... I don't know. I, I want to say it's going to be a hit for Selena. So then you bring Cartier back in and then there's going to be a beef about the splits of the money. But he's going to be the one who actually produced the music. So I think that's my hot take. I think he's finally finna get it. And we just see his progression coming through time with him playing these little beats and coming up with something. And it's possible that um, Juke ends up writing because he gave her that little writing thing like hey writer cred is, is a real thing in the music business so i don't know that's the that's the thing with lou now uh speaking of jukebox i feel so bad for this girl i do i do she is so confused the same time she getting mad at uh lou about saying, you know, it's an image that goes with the song. She's not stupid. She understands. She just wants somebody to be real and tell her that, I think. But she's quick to do that. You know, pop off about, I should be able to look how I want, make music how I want, true. But then when she's meeting her mother, she got her hair down. She got dresses on. She's really not who she is. This isn't Juke. You know, and she couldn't wait to get her singing. Now, yes, y'all know I get annoyed at the singing every other episode. It drives me up a wall. But I must say, she had her fucking sister act two, you know, moment. You know, with the little boy that was whispering like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was saying, oh, happy day. And all of a sudden, he's just screaming and he has the voice of an angel. So, Lou, <coughs> so Jukebox had that moment. And then we see the dude trying to hit on her in church, which is typically what dudes do in church. Not mad at that. Bold move. I was triggered, though, listening to that song. I'm not going to lie to you. I had PTSD from the days I was forced to go to church. And I'd all I wanted more than not going to church is leaving the church once I'm there. And it'd be women like Juke up there singing. It was basically a concert. She just singing and singing with the longest runs, right? Just getting in her bag because she felt it. Sure, is it beautiful? Sure. But I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Wrap this thing up. And it's like, I was just like, oh, my God. It's got to please. So anybody that's been forced there, been forced to, to a, a black church knows exactly what I'm talking about. The pastor might preach. There's a, you'd never know when you're leaving out. Anybody could get in their bag. The pastor might have had a rough day. He might have been kicking it Saturday night. So he only got a few a few verses, a few a few bars, some shit to get off from the Bible. And he's done. But the, now the choir is like, oh, we felt like singing today. So we about to drop songs that's not even on the goddamn program. It's like, oh, my God. Oh. But, yeah, back to Juke. I just feel she's so confused. If she was to just simply fake it, bring the same fake image to Lou and them, she'd be singing. They would have no problem promoting. So her doing this for her mother is just, I know this is finna be bad. I know it's finna crush Juke. It's not even really a hot take. I just know it so well. Like, I just know that that boy and the more she gets to know her mother... I can't help but feel like her mother is going to judge her. And it's not going to work out in her favor. And she's still 
mad as shit at Marvin. Which, now that we're talking about Marvin, he is my favorite character on this show. Marvin is hilarious. The scene with him and the crackhead, genius, when he's just like, hey, look, tell him we close for the day. Take these free rocks, keep your money. And him and that banter with the crackhead is like, why are you dressing? I'm cleaning. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? Like, I thought that was hilarious. And then him wrestling that dead body, great. That was a legit funny <laughs> because you sit there and you know you cannot throw up because that's like DNA. Like you do not want to leave no more evidence. That's why he's fully dressed like that. He's trying not. He's trying to really sweep the place. So and it's counter counterproductive to clean the body and throw up and you got clean. It's just it's too much. And you know <laughs> what I liked about the scene the most, right? Outside of it being funny, what I liked about the scene is the reality of that. You know, oh, it was super cool when they did it. Yeah, put this motherfucker in the wall. Yeah, I'm gonna nail his head shut. Yeah, and board him up. Bye bye to you, landlord. That was dope. Super gangster. We get it. Like, damn, they did him dirty. Only problem is the ramifications of that. You know, every reaction causes a, you know, a equal, uh, uh, what is it go? But yeah, this, this it just shows you the reality of it. I like how it, it, it made it real. That dead body that you thought was cool you was killing really is going to smell. Really is evidence. Cannot be ignored. You really got to deal with it. And once it decomposed to that level, now you're sitting here wrestling with it. I thought that was great. Great scene. Marvin is the man. Uh, Marvin and his... Um... Uh, Anger teacher, the therapist, the anger therapist, that lady is cap. I was sitting there like, you want Marvin. Like, come on, fam. What are we doing this for? She's basically threatening this man to, like, be more open because she wants more ammunition. She want more ammunition to use against him in getting him. She know what she want. We seen it when they first met. He was digging her. Right, but now she is she's all on him now. That's the only reason she wants him to open up. Talking about it's bad for my business. They literally could have held this same conversation after class. Like, yo, class ends, Marvin, I need you to stay. We gotta talk. And you could have wrapped it up there. This whole breakfast meeting, sitting across from me, doing all that, this is the extras. And for anger management, we doing a lot for anger management, but he's not a drug addict, he's not on heroin. So she's really applying pressure, and this is clearly going to be a relationship thing. And I wonder if when he opened up to her about his daughter, because that's really what's been plaguing him. You know, that's Marvin's only cross to bear is his daughter. And I, I, I couldn't even imagine. You know, my baby girl's six, and I know I got a good – maybe seven years before I don't even know who she is no more or how to talk to her. You know, that teenage, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, that's the only thing I'm afraid of. My son, I don't care. He's 15. He's, he's just whatever. Just don't get killed. You know what I'm saying? We good. <laughs> Do your homework and don't don't be in the streets. It, it's real simple. But your daughter, oh. So he's dealing with those pains. And that him bringing that up, I wonder if, she's going to try to fill the role of stepmom. You feel me? Like, I feel like he decided to open that up to her, and then they'll get closer, 
and then there's going to be this big union of Juke and and she might be the thing that because Juke really got the anger. Well, I mean, both yes, Marvin does have the anger, but they could benefit from this lady. So I think that's my hot take. I think they get together and then Juke and the therapist have like a a one v one thing, like they have some. Where there's a there's another friendship building. She finds some other woman she could trust, I think. And that might bring her back to Marvin. That's my hot take. As far as that goes. And then Marvin's other storyline. I like how they didn't let this go. This woman did snitch on him. The lady that he was fucking from season one. Yes. The one that didn't know how to treat the dog. Yes. Where is that dog, by the way? It, Marvin had it. I don't see it no more, but okay, cool. Now, I like how they didn't let this go. She really was turning state's evidence. She really tried to put this man in prison. And now that it's dropped and he's got, you know, he's not in trouble, you would think she means nothing. But Marvin ain't letting that happen. And I like that. He don't, but I don't know what his plan is. I don't know what his plan is. Because Marvin don't seem like the type to just... Oh, I don't know. I, he He's a killer. Don't get me wrong. Marvin drops bodies, but I don't know if he drops bodies unnecessarily because, yeah, she tried it, but she's no longer pursuing nothing against him. And you would think that by him killing her for trying to snitch or trying to put him in prison would then bring the target back on his back because that was the only witness. That was the one, the whole reason he's here. So... I don't I don't know what his goal is, but he's looking to be in trouble. He's been racially profiled in the car, but that's gonna happen. And you know what? I like that scene with Marvin and the and the police officer because I feel like more people need to see that. Because well, black black men, that that's how you do with the police. Young black dudes, that's how you deal with the police. Where you had it. Instead of saying, fuck you, cop, I go wherever I want. No, just tell them where you I'm going to the store. You ain't got to tell the truth. Hey, officer, nice fucking shirt you're wearing. I don't give a... Tell these motherfuckers what they want to hear. Make sure you look as least threatening as possible. Show as many teeth in your mouth. I know it's degrading. I know it. Everything they ask of you is not by the book of the law. I get it. But wouldn't you like to get home after this? Wouldn't you like to not get shot i don't know go to prison unnecessary like escalate an already situation where the the guy already is looking for a reason to fuck with you like that's how you move that's how i was taught how to move and that's how marvin moved and thank god for that like more people more young ones need to see that man arguing with the cops is a is a fucking l every time every time i've been pulled over a billion times billion times what was i doing absolutely nothing but guess what i made it back here and yeah i cussed him out on my ride home when they left when they left i'm like yeah just like he did punk motherfucker you know you can talk all your shit when they go that's fine but i'm getting home all right everybody want to use that pride and shit all right pride to get your ass pop just get back home and if you really want to take it to a motherfucker you go to the station and put in those um whatchamacallits the complaint against the officer just pile them up you ain't got to do it you ain't got a whole court in the street just sometimes you got a whole court in court but that's just a little 
little wisdom from real. Take it or leave it. All right, oh, I'm fuck that real. I should be able to drive wherever I want. Do what I want. If I ain't doing nothing wrong, fuck the police. Okay. I hear you. You let me know how that work out when you run to the wrong one. Sorry. Anyway. So yeah, I don't know what Marvin's plan is. I would like to hear y'all hot y'all hot takes. Y'all think he's popping the 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 white girl that snitched? I don't know. I feel like Marvin wants to scare her maybe or maybe extort her for some of the money. It's like he wants some type of payback. I don't see him murdering her, but what y'all think? Like what is his whole purpose of doing this? Did I miss something? Is his case still pending her? Like let me know. And uh well, I guess the meat of this episode is uh rock and canaan okay so we saw last episode rock scene um canaan going to the house of the detective of uh of omar's crib so that was her she knows that she, uh, she been feeling that canaan's been slipping out of her grasp like she ain't been able to control him per se and their relationship has been more tense and that was probably the break in that was the that was the straw that broke the camel's back. So Rock's genius idea is, okay, we got to get rid of that body anyway. Let's go ahead and have Marvin throw it in the trunk. And I'm going to force Kanan on a mom-son camping trip. I'm going to go out to the sticks. I'm going to take care of this body. And I'm going to hopefully take care of this relationship with my son. A twofer. She's going for a twofer. Not mad at the tactic. Except that Kanan is hilarious. When he's talking to Jukebox, when he's talking to Juke, and he's trying to share with her, like, I don't know. I see that man, and it feels similar. It feels real. It, and, you know, Juke is just throwing that away. Like, he's a cop. He's a liar. Don't trust him. You know, the whole nine. But it's something undeniable in Omar that he sees. So, but the thing that I found interesting was how he didn't want to go on that trip with his own mother almost to the point where i don't know if y'all felt this energy but i was sitting there thinking like does kanan think rock is gonna take him out to the woods and leave his ass like leave his ass he felt so nervous he was just like oh no i've been telling her i ain't want to you know do this and that and now she's talking about let's go out to the woods and i was like damn and if that's the case if kanan had an inkling that his mother <laughs> that that rock would fucking smoke his ass and leave him in the woods. That's different. That's a real problem. And I, I don't know. That does not bode well for their relationship when you think your mom was out to kill you. Call me crazy. So he packs up and they off on the road. Now, we got Italian Hitman 1 and 2. Right? And one of them seems to be more reasonable. He seems to be the the head guy. The other one is just extra racist. But, you know, whatever. I would imagine a lot of people are similar to that. You know. But he seems like the the goof. The goofball out the group. Like, the one that would fuck something up. And they are on their mission. So they follow Rock out there, out to the woods, out to the sticks. Their Kanan finds him a nice little, uh, his, his milk of magnesia out there vibing rock was checking it out it was a lot rock was like oh can't be fucking with them white girls marvin you know what i'm saying none of actually nobody in that family has had a successful run-in with white women 
Marvin had one, tried to put him in jail. Juke fell in love with one. She ended up dying by some shit that was in her own pocket. That's bad. And now you got Kanan out here and and he's just trying to, you know, he's just trying to figure life out. See a little pretty little thing. He on the, I like the way Kanan's moving. Okay, Kanan has got a new little chick and possibly her mom. I don't know what's happening with that. I, I'm, that is that is ongoing. And now he's out here in the woods stuck with his mom. But hey, it's a little action and he's on it. I like the way that boy is moving. And it would be all good if it wasn't for the fact that there's a dude out to, yes, kill his mother. But who more than wants to kill Rock really hates interracial couples like this dude hates interracial relationships of any sort much worse than like samuel jackson and lakeview terrace and i didn't think it was gonna get i don't think nobody could have hated interracial relationships more than samuel jackson in that movie which by the way was a horrible movie but i laughed the entire time it was so ridiculous but samuel jackson i consider like a god of the film industry like there's nothing he can't do. And he really gets it off just being himself. So if you haven't seen Lakeview Terrace, please watch it. It's so bad. It's not even good bad. It's just bad bad. But sometimes you got to just watch bad bad shit to really appreciate when a good film is out. That's that, that's the purpose of a bad movie. To make you go, oh, this was so shitty. Thank God this movie is out. I'm in love with it. That's what you need. You need the light and the dark. So, they being hunted out there in the wilderness, right, creepily, and Rock is trying to mend fences with her with her son, which I don't know any other better time to tell him, like, look, yes, he is your real father. It is just, but they kept beating around the bush, they're going down memory lane, but she has a conversation with him. The biggest thing that came from this trip, actually, it was two things. The biggest thing that came from that trip was, A, Kanan is all in now. And I'm like, yo, the moms in the Powerverse are trash. Name me one good mama in the Powerverse. Tasha? Negative. Y'all know my feelings on Tasha. This man, Ghost, wanted to leave the drug business. She forced him into it and subsequently pushed him into the arms of another woman i it was her fault it was her fault she should have supported her man but she was a terrible mom to the twins to that baby tasha was trash her mama might be even more trash than tasha a goddamn alcoholic letting little girl burn up bacon and shit all around the, the pushing the uh, supporting all the drug dealing and killing of 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 her daughter's husband of her her son-in-law like what then you get mary j blige as a horrible mom she's a terrible mom to everybody to all things including diana like really bad to diana like just a bad mom and then in rose rock just a bad mom yo 50 got mama issues 50 if by some chance you watch this i don't need you to post me on instagram and roast me up i don't need the 50 treatment 
but you should seek counseling, my guy. The way you depict these black women as moms is pretty goddamn rough. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't know what it, I don't know. My man 50 got mommy issues. I, that's what I've come with. The only good mama? Oh, damn. BMF. I was going to say, yeah, you know, the mom from BMF, she's a good, wholesome church lady. Until she needs her bills paid. Now she's taking money from me. Oh, it's all bad. It's all bad. But whatever. That's something to think on, though. The fuck is going on with 50? Big mommy issues. But okay. So she's telling him like, yo, if you want it, you got to want it. So she kind of gave him the option, but she was being very manipulative. It's like, I, you got this whole empire. You're going to be wanting real money one day. You could have all this. This is all yours. The money, the, the muscle, the power, the respect, all waiting on you. You don't got to have it, though. If you don't want it, we understand. Cars, women, you know what I'm saying? Cars, women, drugs, action. Or you could just, you know, figure it out. That's fine. No, no pressure. Like what child, what teenage boy is going to hear his mom give him the okay to be a wealthy ass drug dealer and not be like, okay, well, yeah, fuck it. I thought I kind of wanted to go to school and do something productive, but yeah, I guess I'll sell drugs because that does sound fun. I do like it a little bit. I was kind of on the fence, but you know, fuck it. I talked to the dude I shot. He's cool about it. I think I'm in. And has him help her dump the body. So now this is the episode where she brings Kanan back in. So that plan was successful. And lets him know like, hey, you got to work now. The work starts now. Let's go. Dump this body. So she done brought her son back into the fold where she wants him. So she cleared that up. Next thing. Next thing on the agenda. Um, the whole hit, the debauched hit. So Rock got the knife, got the drop on Buddy with the gun. Whatever, Rock's a ninja. I'm cool with it. I like it. And I gotta say, Rock was fine as hell in this episode. I don't know. It was something with the was it something? And I wonder if it was something to do with her wearing white. Like when she came in, she been wearing white a lot to look more wholesome or something. Like, oh, remember I'm your mom, cause she been wearing a lot of dark, a lot of dark colors, a lot of uh, heavy black leathers, looking just like you know what I'm saying. Like that chick, that boss lady. Now she got her hair all pulled back. Wearing a lot of white sweaters, looking all mommy. I don't know, but she look good, though. Patina, you, you look good, girl. I'll give you that. Um, but, yeah, so she was really trying to put on that wholesome act. But, yeah, so the whole debauched hit, she gets the drop on dude. And she's running down to him, basically thinking out loud. Letting him know, like, look, man, if I kill you, then that means a for real war with your, with your boss. Even though you're trying to kill me, I can't let you go. Because you might just try again. So what the fuck we going to do? At the same time, fucking little Samuel, little white power man, is in there beating the shit out of Kanan with man strength. Fucking him up because he, he don't want his dirty, filthy black hands on that smooth alabaster skin. <laughs> He's like, I don't, that dude is crazy. That dude is legit crazy. And... You know, that's about to go down. He about to pop Kanan over the shit. I said, good goddamn. Is it the is it the 50s? Is it the 40s? I was like, damn, this is 1990-something, right? Jesus. So his boy comes in and pops him because he has warned him several times. But 
what happens is now that Kana get the gun, what I think the second important thing, she gets respect in that room. She made a ballsy play. She left both of them alive. Um, and she said, tell your man we can make a deal, but it's got to be reasonable. So she asserted the power she needed to, to let them know she ain't one of them, right? So she knew she was going to have to deal with him eventually, but you can't take the first offer. So she gambled with her life and possibly her son's life, but it looked like she's about to cash out. So I think next episode is going to be much reasonable terms, better situation, and they'll be in Jersey, I think, with no issues. Except the fact that Neek, there's something going on with Neek in that same mafia. It's something bad about to happen. Neek is not done. He is not done. But Patina got, uh, she got a few things worked out. She still got, she's still in the outs with Lou. You know what I mean? And well, Marvin is, is all the way in, so that, that ain't no problem. But yeah, her two biggest issues was Kanan and the mob dude from Jersey. But it looked like she wrapped it up in a nice little bow this episode. So, everything's on the up and up. Man, I hope y'all enjoyed this review, all right? And if so, even if you didn't, even if you didn't like it, could you like it? Hit the like button, get the algorithm up. Come on, man, spread this. Spread this. That's nasty. That's nasty work what I just did. Oh, before I go, how could I forget the most? I apologize. I was about to sign out. How could I forget Omar's? What? So the detective is now, it, this was the nastiest scene, right? I know. I say nasty a lot. I apologize. I think it's what you would call a crutch in the business. But I got to call it what it is. Like, it, tell me what's nastier than breaking up with your seven-year whore. You've purchased a woman for seven years, and you broke up with her. How is that not nasty? How is that not nasty work? Come on, you got a better name for that? No, right? It's just nasty. Your, your detective friend that's supposed to hold you down is interrogating your seven-year whore <laughs> trying to get information because she just don't believe your ass. She can't let it go. What is to this woman? That's nasty. They, they're threatening her child, child services. She just trying to make a buck. And from what it looks like, she ain't on no street corners. I mean... She's got people like Omar here that's just been providing, which is what? Which is what people are saying together. Nasty. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe I seen that episode. But, I mean, that scene. But I got to say, Omar was hilarious. When he asked Shorty, ain't it like a confidentiality clause in what you do? <laughs> One that says, shut the fuck up. But at least she came back to you and gave you that information. And I don't know. I feel kind of sad that he broke up with his whore. That's <laughs> not nasty. That's not even nasty to say. Y'all killing me. That is crazy. That's craziness. Oh, my God. <laughs> he broke up with his whore of seven years. <laughs> not his girl. And she said, we in we a relationship. Said what did I pay for? It was just the whole thing. I love that scene, though. Oh, God. I love that scene. I was in tears. I was dead ass laughing. Like, that was a really good scene. Omar killed it with that shit. Uh, who I got winning this episode? Ooh. That's a good one. I really like Marvin's storyline. I like what he did. I really like Jukes. I like how she ran down on fake Selena. 
I like the I even liked her singing, even though it was irritating. But I gotta give it to Lou. I think Lou won this episode for me. Omar had Omar could have been right there. Cause he ain't been doing much. And I think it's gonna start ticking up. Cause he gotta do something about his his homie, his detective friend. Man, she is on it. But he can't be suspicious, but it ain't gonna take her long to figure out that Kane is her son. But what the fuck? Why does she why is she so invested though? Right? Fuck out of here, lady. God, she's irritating. But protect your health, yourself, your wealth, man. Your boy Rail is out of here. Peace. Yo, I know I don't need no introduction, but y'all know who it is, man. It's your boy Hollywood Rail. And I appreciate you for sliding through and watching these videos. But you know what I need from you? Alright, if you ain't already, I need you to like this and subscribe this, man. We at a thousand trying to get to two, alright? Push it for your boy. Get them algorithms up. So when it comes to that subscribe button, 